Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slamfire Radio, episode 417, recording live in front of a studio audience of friends, family, and well-wishers on Thursday, August 12th. I'm one of your hosts, Mo. I'm another one of your hosts, Adriel. And I'm yet another one, Kyle. And I'm a well-wisher, Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) Does that mean you you throw coins in a well and you try to to win a million dollars or something like that? or? (laughs) <laughs> Did anybody as a kid go jump in and try and steal all the money out of the wells? Never. No, I had a short <laughs> leash. <laughs> <laughs> Scoop from the outside. Scoop from the outside. Yeah. Never jump yeah. in. <laughs> well, is it anyways, never mind. <laughs> I guess not all of us. Let's get into what we did with guns. What we did with guns is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearm retailer. And this week, they have uh, Seiko or Seiko ammo. Uh, They've got a whole pile of it. Seiko's got a $10 off coupon per box, up to 10 Mm. boxes. So if you find a box of ammo that's like 30 bucks, you can get $10 off. It's 20 bucks. I just processed mine. Uh, And they got like a bunch of different kinds of ammo at Calgary Shooting Center. So sweet. Mm. Get hooked up with that. 10 bucks off a box. It's a lot. 30 bucks or so. Yeah. Get some cheap hunting ammo. Yeah. That's what What this was. Hunting ammo are you buying for $30 a box? 6.5 Creedmoor. Ah, okay. Seiko, 140 grain. It's fancy stuff. It is fancy stuff. 10 boxes of it now. I can hunt deer for mm, a couple years. Yeah. I need some. (laughs) Okay. Let's get started with Kyle. What did you do okay. with guns this week? Uh, well, I went up to Fort Mac last week, shoot an Ipsic match. My first Ipsic match for probably actually two years. Yeah, I didn't shoot last year and year before that. How'd it go? Uh, it wasn't bad. Actually, I, I can't really complain. All things considered, uh, shot a decent number of alphas. I actually got the tallies just in case anyone's interested. So day one, we shot nine stages was able to pull out 126 alphas, 41 charlies, six deltas, four mics, and one no shoot. So those mics really, really hurt me on on day mm-hmm. one. But day two, I was actually able to pull it back, and the same guy got 100% both days, and I actually gained 9% on day two. And I've got a few things I'm thinking might have contributed to that. I'll touch on a little bit. But uh, day two, uh, we shot six stages. 103 alphas, 31 charlies, five deltas, one mic, one no shoot. And that mic and no shoot on day two, as soon as I pulled the trigger, I was like, uh, why did I do that? So it was on a max trap. So for people who don't know, a max trap, you'll see both targets. You'll have your shoot and then your no shoot, and then you'll have to hit a popper. And then your no shoot will drop out of the way. Weight slides off and this slam back shut. 
So on that target, I called a shot and took a third, a makeup shot. And there was not, especially the speed I was shooting, there was not time for a makeup shot. And mm-hmm. punched one right through the middle of the no shoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Into the the target. was good, right? Yeah. And then we pulled the uh, no shoot back and there was three shots in the rounds. So... I didn't even oh. need the makeup shot. Mm. <laughs> that hurts more, doesn't it? <laughs> a little bit. It sings a little bit more, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so overall, it it was it was fun match. Um, had my so what I was saying with the day two, I met up a buddy of mine, actually the same guy who put on the Melon Fest there beginning of July. He's working up there. Met up with him the Saturday night, and of course stayed up pretty much all night drinking, and I kind of thinking because that's usually how matches go you stay up late drinking and then shoot the next day so that just put me back into my my normal routine i think that's why i shot better on sunday (laughs) a little bit of a little bit of hangover not nearly enough sleep perfect yeah exactly right amount of edge (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) we didn't get to fort mac until like 10 o'clock at night on the uh Friday night before day one and still, you know, get into the hotel, get everything organized, try and get some sleep. Uh, but I uh, had my first, we'll call it slam fire on the range moment. Mm. Uh, yeah. So Sunday just walk into the stage, start the day and guy in the quad. All, all I hear is Kyle turn around slam fire. So talked for a little bit and turns out he was one of the stage designers. He actually did, did the stages up for the matchbook. So he asked for a shout out. So Jean-Marc fluffy here's your shout out. Uh, thanks for the fun stages. Those were, those were fun stages all weekend. And yeah. And a few takeaways from the match. Um, that well, the number one thing is I did the thing, this match that we tell people not to do. What was that? Get drunk the night so, before. I was just gonna. No, say no, I, I'm a proponent for that. I'm a proponent for that. <laughs> no, I uh, I shot a new platform with an optic, which I don't shoot pistol optics. Like I oh. think maybe a handful of times I shot pistol optics, so that dot was just bouncing all over. Oh, out of a new holster. Cool. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so just everything new for this match, yeah. and I kind of wanted to show it because. Do a little bit of review on this holster. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like it. So which which holster is it? It is the Safari Land race holster. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's red. I mean, red go fast though. <laughs> red. Yeah. No, no, not that one. <laughs> not that no, one. Not that one. So out of my DVC, which I actually have here to show the differences between the two. Um, so with the Safari Land. You push it in, and you actually push it down, and then that flat slides forward. Okay. Locked, locked in there. Yeah. You actually have to push down on your gun to flip this switch back, and then you can draw it out. Okay, that's You can't flip thing. it before you draw. You can't, like, flip it and just nope. be ready. It'll fall nope, out. So no pressure. Quite a bit of pressure to get oh, it and to it actually release. So either you leave it unlatched, if you leave it unlatched, and I wasn't confident enough in the holster to leave it unlatched most of the time, so I Mm -hmm. just latched it because it it felt like it was just going to fall out. Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, My ghost for my DVC, I feel a lot, it's 
going to look weird because it's actually very minimalistic about it. But I feel a lot more secure with the ghost and hanging it in there. Like it, there's a little pin in there that goes into the front of the trigger guard. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you can see if I can show it. Yeah, see, there's that yep. pin. So yep. I actually had to drill a hole in the front of the trigger guard and it goes in there. Now to lock it, there is, try and get some background here. We'll do it in front of my face. There's this piece right here. You push it in and rotate it back. Right. Well, now that is accessible right here. So you just reach down. You can just unlock it and pull it out mm. on your upstroke. So did you take a Dremel to your holster? To my holster? No. Yeah. No, I took a Dremel to my gun. Oh, okay. <laughs> the other way around. <laughs> I had to drill a hole in the front of the trigger guard so that it, the pin would fit into it. Oh, and is it okay. is it secure enough unlatched to to run for Ipsic? It's not three gun, right? You you, you draw yeah. the gun as soon as you as soon as you start. Uh, if I I would probably still work it that if I had a turn or if I was gonna bound out of position right away, I'd still lock it in. If it was like a standing draw, no, I'd just leave it unlocked and yeah. come up. Yep. Um, I was fine with the Safari Land. I did that a couple times, and maybe it's because it's a new holster. I didn't have the faith, but it felt like it was just resting there. It wasn't even that pin holding it in there. Yeah. It just felt like it was just fall teetering, out. wanting to fall out. Fall so out. most of the time, I locked that in. And so for a race holster, personally, I think it's a poor design because, like I said, once you get that set up, you actually have to push the gun down, flip the switch, and then pull it out, unlike the ghost, where I can go and just bring it up, unlock and bring it up all in one motion. If you're going to have a, a flipper on the trigger guard, you might as well just get a Serpa. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm saying that just, there's there's yeah, probably yeah. some Ipsic guys just screaming. Right there's now. that, there's <laughs> that pot right there. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my Safari Land review. And, so, yeah. in other words, no. If you're going for after a race holster, and I'll, I'll even follow it up that saying that for the most part, for the average person, I don't think a race holster adds anything really, really to it. anything significant to your draws. I mean, I run a Kydex for three gun, and I like the race holsters, mm -hmm. but I don't. I'm not at that level where okay, yeah. that that split second, that's going to make a difference on getting on target or not fast enough. So I'd say more something like a steel challenge where you're, you're down to like high end mm -hmm. steel challenge, but I, I still like them and I saw it, figured I'd try it out and I, I can't recommend it. Um, but that's about it for the Ipsic. Uh, we got actually, I got told I not, shooting guns this weekend even though there were a couple three gun matches for me to go to why are you told you're not shooting guns because my wife found out about a 3d archery shoot here in town and <laughs> okay. she hasn't shot her bow since we actually moved to grand prairie and so she's very excited so we're gonna go the two of us okay and go good. shoot the 3d match this weekend and it'll be cool. good wrapped yeah. up for the season yeah um going through my kit and realizing i only had five arrows for hunting 
I went out, bought some new arrows. So last few days I've been tuning them up, them up and making sure I'm actually good to go to actually shoot an actual archery match instead of just go shoot an animal. That's been fun and it'll be a fun weekend. And then the wife and I both got our antlerless mule deer draws. Congratulations. Ooh, nice. Welcome to the club. Yeah. Yeah. Too. So, yeah. You got yours too. Nice. Mm-hmm. Antlerless yeah. mule or no. Antelus moose. I didn't get mule. Yeah, I was gonna say you got your you moose. moose. I got my moose. Yeah. Yeah. You got another draw? No, I didn't. <laughs> that one actually surprised me. I did not. I thought we were just going for priority, but we both drew it for uh, basically the Grand Prairie area. So is he like we go out the door and we can almost go and hunt mule deer? So that was pretty cool. The arrow's got to come out the screen door. The screen doors, you just got to crack it open. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm right from the bedroom, right? <laughs> Listen, I mean, you guys, Grand Prairie, you guys, you guys are doing be, it wrong. You guys got to be undersubscribed there, right? In Grand Prairie? Uh, actually, I haven't even looked at the undersubscribed. Grand Prairie, actually, like the Grand Prairie zone is 357. That's why I was surprised because getting anything in 357, you got to be pretty high priority because people don't want to drive. And there are some very high... Well, there's a that's the funny thing is because there's a lot of private land and a little bit of crown, but the crown land is like I normally don't go hunt 357 unless I have permission because it the bush just gets way it's way too crowded because everyone's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Kelly, I think I cut you off. You're 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 about to brag about how easy it is where you hunt. <laughs> no, I was just saying you guys are doing it wrong because obviously shooting off a deck is much easier. If you're not in a hot tub as you make the shot, <laughs> yeah, you're working too hard. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Having the men folk in the kitchen making breakfast while you shoot off the deck. Nice. Nice. <laughs> See, that sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Really? But yeah, I'm kidding. Not really. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say not really. Like if you got the right spot, you can absolutely do that. Mm-hmm. Um Adriel, what did you do in guns? Oh, a couple things. Uh, I kind of put on a match, kind of. I uh, I was at my parents' place when they have like a sand pit and I and a whole bunch of tires because my brothers used to do like a bunch of paintball out there. So I took all those tires, which were unloved and stacked in a pile, and I made some. Uh, I kind of turned them into like barrels for like shooting, and uh, I made a little like I got a whole bunch of steel, uh, just mild steel painted, and did a little rimfire course, and then I got my kids and. My buddy's kids and uh, and me and me and my buddy we shot it too yeah. and we all did this like little course of fire a couple of times in the sand pit which was uh, which is really nice just with twenty two rifles yeah. so uh, super quick to do super like no reset because it's steel mm-hmm. and uh, they're all safe and yeah it was really good uh, so who won did did you win or did the kids and did you um, did you I didn't in, time them they did didn't want to compete face? they just wanted to shoot it they were not they did not like the competition <laughs> side of it. But they wanted to shoot it fast. Yeah. So I was like, okay, fair enough. I'll just, I'll yell beep at you, I guess. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I I reset it in my uh, WSMCR. So it's, uh, it's back on schedule and uh, just in time because I have a match this weekend. Uh, I had three gun and maple seed meetings this week. So three gun meetings were the, the ones to build the stages and design them and whatnot for this weekend. And the maple seed ones for IIT. I think. Yeah, it was IIT. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's what we did. 
still don't I, have my red shirt for my Ruger Wrangler. Why is that? Wow. Because, uh, I don't know, the government is not good at their job. I, you know, I'm it'd be cool for if... for you to say this. <laughs> <laughs> I put it in there to trigger you, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, was there. I wasn't actually going to say it. There's a shortage of the green paper. Is that what's going on now? Yeah, there is. Uh, I don't know. The the guy who loads the printer paper is uh, is on holidays, probably. I don't know what's going on because... Uh, I tried calling in. And they're like, has- this is normal. No, it, if it hasn't no. been three or four weeks, it's normal. Now I'm at five, six. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. you tried calling in. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to contact, or not I was, but I asked you guys about the Alberta CFO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And Nothing. nobody's answering any phones. So what's going on? Or emails. Uh, they just don't like us. Mm. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, I where, can I, where can I go to give them a Yelp review? I don't think I can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they care if I no. give them a Yelp review. No, no, they don't care. No. <laughs> no. Like I at this point, by the motto, be, it's not like Princess Auto where... They guarantee that you're. They're not happy unless you're satisfied. They're yeah. not happy unless you're dissatisfied. Yeah. <laughs> Seems that way. You know, they, have... cool they just emailed me the PDF. And they're like, "Can yeah. you please print this? If you want to go to the range, please print this on some paper. Hey, if you want to be uh, get some brownie points, uh, print it on some like heavy stock paper, and then take it to the range, mm-hmm. and you're good. It's a piece of paper. Who cares? You won't get stopped anyways. No, no such luck. So they have I, uh, Adriel's name, phone number, address on a little piece of paper beside the printer and saying, do not print for this. Yeah. Don't, print don't, this one. don't send this one out. Feels like that. Yeah. Uh, I got some gel cups from our Howard lights. So I, I think I showed those. Mm-hmm. I think I showed the headphones last week. I'm not sure if I showed the, the fit on them, but uh, there's the Howard lights. And these are the uh, the twenty nine dollar Amazon ones. They're a bit thinner than uh, than a standard gel cup. That's like a little bit thicker and, and flat. That, that would have a little bit more of a seal on there, but uh, they're still gel. They feel good, and uh, I would recommend them at twenty nine dollars. Now that said, I've had two people reach out to me and with uh, some alternative ideas on what to do with gel cups. One okay. was. Um, I think Adam reached out to me and he was showing me some like knockoff headsets that come with gel cups and they're like 29 bucks on Amazon. That was uh, Luke. And they're just Luke. Sorry, Luke. Luke, Luke. Yeah, Isn't Luke reached out. Yes. Um, and uh, so that's one option. Uh, the other one, uh, I was looking around on like DIY because the, the other thing, okay, that's that's those ones. My Peltors are, are like hooped, right? The, the cups on them are, uh, the gel cups are toast. So I need some new gel cups on there. And if I wanted to get the real ones, they're $55 plus yeah. shipping. What if there's another one that I, that you can use? And uh, that led me here to some aviation gel cups. Mm. Now, yeah. they're not an exact fit, but I've been told that they're close enough that they will go on there. Look how thick those things are. Mm. That's thick. <laughs> wow. That's thick yeah. gel on there. So this is like someone flying airplanes for like five, six hours at a time, kind of a thing. They got to be comfortable mm-hmm. and they look nice and thick. Nice. I'm going to make them work. Okay. Look at that. Wow. Look at how much cup there is on that thing. <laughs> that, that's thick. That's thick. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's like mm-hmm. horsey thick. Yes. <laughs> thick. Yeah. So I ordered a, cup, a set of those because uh, I want those thick cups. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's You're see. Hard. What else I do? You're hard on your headphones though 
I don't know. I mean, I, I store them like this, which I guess like some someone was saying like don't store them cup together because they'll like they'll seal up. So you'd store them a couple times like that. But if you get yeah. them a little bit off, they start peeling away. So it's like yeah. oh, now you're now you're wrecking something else. So I don't know. Uh, that's how I store them, and mine aren't flat like yours. Like like that or like this? No, together. The way you're supposed to like like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Weird. Anyways, I'm uh, I got some thick ones coming. I'm gonna try those out. <laughs> Maybe it's because uh, your head's bigger. I don't think my head's that big. <laughs> normal, normal shaped. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I have a big head. We'll find out once I get these <laughs> thick cups. Uh, so then I was like, I, I, I've been working on these uh, these headset reviews, and people are like, "How do they work with radios? How do they work with radios?" I'm like, "Man, I don't care how they work with radios. That's not what I'm going to use them for." But then I got so? thinking. What if I did want to use them with radios? Because like mm-hmm. at our three gun matches, uh, while we're ROing, we'll be wearing our headset. We've got our radio usually back at the front there or something else. Yeah, and you can't hear like the commands over it. the radios. Yeah, and no one listens to them. <laughs> and then people are like, "Adriel, hey, Adriel, hey, are you there?" And I'm like, "I, no one can hear it. No one, no one tells me." <laughs> so I was thinking, like, okay, so these Howard lights, they got like a three point five on the side there. What if I, what if I got something to connect with that? Now the Baofeng that I that I use for just listening only uh, yeah. is uh, it's got this little like thing on the side, and it came with like a little crappy like a single ear and a push to talk microphone. And uh, if you have a soldering iron and you're really really ignorant, you can just chop that stuff in there, and it'll work. And uh, so that got me from the Baofeng to the Howard Light Impacts, Boop. so I could get my uh, radio in on there and then a push to talk on the other side as well. So if you, if you that's need to, good. that that's right there, right? Yep. A little bit better. So now your, 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 uh, radio can go on your back or somewhere like out of the way and you're not, uh, you're not running into it. Uh, but then I was thinking like, man, I, I want those on my Peltors cause I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna wear these things. This is like, that's, that's for my kid, right? Um, the Peltors come with this like snowflakey two blade thing and I, got in there and i chopped that stuff out and i put in a three and a half cannon plug in there with a little bit of hot glue as you can see oh to hold it so you run out the hot glue gun too mm-hmm. awesome yeah you know those like those really weird diy videos where it's always hot glue that's me yeah <laughs> did you use ramen uh no ramen on these but i should i should yeah. for the finish a little bit yeah. of ramen on there yeah. sand it yeah. paint it yeah you don't even be able to tell down. Nope. Yeah. Uh, ridiculously easy. Like it looks fancy because there's two prongs going in there. There's little like those two prongs are literally connected to two wires. That's all there is. You can <laughs> chop those, solder this guy in, away you go. So now I'm set up so I can wear the radio and the headphones, listen to them. Blah 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 blah. Hmm. Oh, by the way, more. Mm-hmm. so I'm Patrick Roy. He's uh he's watching or listening. Mm-hmm. He he says that he wears his headset and he'll put on us while he t- shoots. So he'll listen to Slamfire as he shoots uh, pistol at okay. the range. All right. So, yeah. 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 Very nice. I don't think uh, that, that's a good idea. I- <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't occurred. Like when I'm shooting, usually I'm like focused on what I'm doing, what I'm doing kind of a thing. But uh, uh, for the radio, I get it. Um, not sure. I don't think I would use it for anything else. Like I, I have no, I have no desire to do Bluetooth. Uh, but hmm, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. okay. Uh, what other kind of weirdness that I get into? 
Well, my barn all and Seiko ammo came in. Sacco, Seiko, whatever. Seiko, Sacco. Yeah, there's my 6.5 Creedmoor, 200 rounds for cheap. cheap. And uh, yeah, decent ammo. I'll run that in my MRA Maverick, shoot 200 deer. Oops. Keep or take. Maybe some moose in there too. Oh, yeah. I was at my parents' place. Checked out the game cams. Oh, oh, so good. Like I had a game cam out there for a week. And there's like bears and moose and moose with calves and deer and bucks and everything's out there right now. They'll all disappear when it's time to hunt. But yeah. right now, yeah, they're all course. there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got the cow, know. Got the cow moose. Yeah. They're, they're just chilling the now. <laughs> mm. They got to stay. They got to stay. Yep. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, here, uh-huh. I was just going to say, Patrick's just commented. He said, he ain't training with an angry Kelly in your ear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. Uh, I've got three gun this weekend. So yeah. my WSMCR, my shadow two, some stuff. Yeah. I'm going to take it all out. It's going to be good. It's going to be hot. It's going to be 34. Mm-hmm. I'm going to freeze a bunch of water probably Friday night. Just so it's not frozen, frozen. So if you take like a bunch of water bottles and you, th- and you throw them in the freezer for too long, you know, they're unusable the next day. But if you freeze them just overnight, then they're still usable. Mm. So I think I'm going to do that and have a buttload of cold water because like at 34, can't just have water. It's got to be cold water. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just not going to cool you off. And uh, had a realtor buy and uh, assess the place here. So looks like I'm going to be able to sell it for what I need to sell it for. So now I got to. I got to make some space because I have like kids stuff and guns, like a lot of gun stuff. That's, that's gotta like, <laughs> gotta sell it, gotta move it out of here and uh, make some space so I can sell this place and buy somewhere bigger with a garage and uh, a basement. What's buying that? a new place? Are you buying a new place? Well, new to me. Okay. New to me. So yeah. one of the, on the wish list is the gun room. You're gonna make a gun room, right? I'm gonna take the entire basement. Okay. Nice. Because yeah. well, I mean, I work from home, so a I right. need workspace, but this is the same workspace that I also shoot videos in, and mm-hmm. the same workspace could also be used for guns and maple seed stuff and blah 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 blah, all that kind of stuff. Would you might as well just put it all in one spot, right? Yeah. Maybe. Sorry about that, by the way. I've added to the. <laughs> Clutter in your home? Substantial <laughs> amount of bins, yeah, bins and boxes, and uh, yeah, a lot of it, a lot of it. And right now, I'm helping to to make stuff like kit for shoot bosses, so I have, I have a ton of stuff in my place. Yeah, but uh, that stuff's okay. I think uh, my brother, my brother's got like uh, some shop space, so I think I'm gonna uh, get like a, a U-Haul van and like stuff like half my house into it, and uh, the most offensive half. I want to. I'm going to be able to sell to like anyone who wants to buy and a craft room for mods. I think the if I get a basement, I hope it's unfinished because I want it to be like nasty and like bare pavement ground and like Dremels and hot glue and epoxy and like just going to be just try just trash it as I like grind up guns and stuff like that. I don't want like nice carpet or nice flooring that I'm going to screw like up like the, the like the Silence of the Lambs kind of a basement. Ooh. Dig a pet? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> could do that. Could do that. Yeah. 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 But could uh, work. yeah. So yeah, got some got some work ahead here. So that's uh, that's that's going to be. I can't even say it's going to be all I'm going to do because I've got three gun this weekend. Kelly, you're going to be in Calgary the weekend after. Maybe I'll see you. Maybe I won't. Um, yeah. 
but I'll be in Calgary. And uh, we'll chat. the weekend after is Maple Seed. Mm. So it's still every weekend. I know. <laughs> I'll have to fit all this other stuff somewhere. I don't know. Mm. Okay. That's it for me. How about you, Kelly? So what did I do? Oh, uh, well, a few things. So first thing I did, well, I went and shot Skeet last night because it was Wednesday night, Wednesday night, Skeet night. I, I shot with Kelly, but uh, our usual uh, field was closed. It was broken. I think we break it. I don't know. Anyways, so we brought another How do you girl. Break a field. The field is like grass. You shoot the grass. <laughs> no, the high house. I didn't even break it. High house, low house. So it typically mm. breaks down when we're there. So I'm we uh. break it. So uh, they were short one field, and they said we could have either field number one or field number four. Field number four was being currently used, and we would have to wait. So. Field number one meant a hike, but what we did is we asked a friend of ours if she wanted to come shoot with us, and she said yes. And then the men joined us, and we're going, I don't know if we want to shoot with the men. But uh, what we did was we did shoot with the men, the men being Kyle, who is Kelly's husband, and also Jason, his best friend. And they're fantastic uh, shooters, uh, but we had a great time. I did really, really well, uh, or... Especially because I'm no longer shooting report pairs, I'm shooting doubles, and I was able to kill, especially house or station, station number two, which is the one that is tricky a little bit, especially high house. But I was able to kill it, and it was awesome. And then uh, stage or stage session, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Not stage, um, station. station. Yeah. Uh, station number six, uh, I was able to, it was, it's a lot of fun. So uh, on the doubles, I just took one shot and I killed both glaze. Awesome. So with one shot, I was going, that's awesome. <laughs> Love it now. I want to shoot doubles all the time. Um, no, we had a great time. And uh, as I said, I, I shot pretty well. And I wanted to say that, um, yeah, maybe we should shoot with the man again. I don't know. It was fun. Um, but uh, what else did I do? Uh, I, so I had the meeting with uh, Adriel, but he already talked about that. I shot my, oh, yeah, I shot my first Ipsic match, you guys. So it was a level two. It was uh, uh, six different stages. Uh, five of them were qualifiers, and then there was one that was a 32 stage that was in the bunker with lots of steel. I was a part of the work crew, so I set up on Friday morning, and then the shot on the afternoon, and then came back on the Sunday and worked all day on the Sunday, and or sorry, Saturday, and then did the teardown as well. And the crew that we worked with were fantastic, great group of people. I had so much fun, loved it, and uh, I did not disqual, I, I did not DQ, which was my Go goal ahead. for the day. For sure. And I didn't end up finishing last, which was awesome. Nice. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so I finished mid to mid low, depend. So overall, mid low, so ish. Uh, but for uh, production, I finished mid pack and I finished right around Kelly. So it was awesome. She was, she shot better than I did, but I was super happy with the, the whole experience and also with my results as well. Cause, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really, uh, shoot pistol that much and I was super happy about it and it was I think we lost Kelly oh no can you not okay. oh now we can hear you 
Okay. No. Um, She's is back. Me? Is it me? Is it just me? Is it my my is it my your connection's better now? Okay. Internet. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So as I said, I was um, really happy with uh, my results and uh, the people that I shot with and the match director was fantastic. It was Henri and uh, Kelly was also the co-match director. So I wanted to say thank you to them. I'm giving them a shout out in the, in the credits as well. Uh, the whole thing um, was such a positive experience. So I'm black badge, black badge official now. So I got that and or I'm getting in the mail. But, and I also signed up to volunteer. There's a match that's going to be happening in September and I'm going to do the exact same thing for that. Cause I need people to work on the work crew, especially with setting up. So Great. I, I volunteered for that. Uh, so, so uh, before go you go on, Kelly, um, you've, you've done lots of different kinds of matches. Yep. Uh, what would you say about Ipsic uh, surprised you or what, what was quite different than uh, a typical match that, that you didn't expect? Uh, <sighs> Okay, so I I don't think it's still really well organized and you need a lot of volunteers. So that's the piece. You need a lot of volunteers to set it up. And uh, the people that there there should be somebody that when you're setting up stages, somebody that should has, has done it before, obviously, so that you can set it up correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, there are many hands make make light work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. One of the things that I did recognize or realize is that with the four or sorry, the five qualifiers, they were okay. They were static. Um, didn't like them as much as I liked the big stage. So I really mm-hmm. like movement and the dynamic piece of it. So, uh, and I did better on that stage than I did on the other stages. So, uh, but um, the community itself, one of the things is I've found that the community was very supportive. I'm, I met some people that I had only heard about. Uh, I met people that listened to the show. I met people that are, um, I know, from shooting, uh, but not from Ipsic. And it was great to talk to them. There was so it was so diverse. We had a 14 year old uh, Abby who did really really well, and she was shooting uh, her CZ Shadow with uh, Optic on it, and she just killed it. Um, but you also had we had people there with all kinds of different things, like revolvers, um, people who were up to uh, 75 or almost 80 years old uh, was the oldest, and yeah. There was father and son there, um, and people traveled from uh, Ottawa, uh, Niagara area. They're they're all over the place too. So it was really it was a lot of fun. Everybody stuck around too, so which was nice to see because it took yeah. us, it took us all morning to set up the bunker stage, and then it took us fifteen minutes to take it apart. That was it. Yep. <laughs> so it was fun. Um, yeah, I just. Uh, it's a different kettle of fish, but it's uh, super supportive and lots of fun. There, are, let's be real. There are some people who are uh, pretty serious about it, um, and then there's uh, some people like uh, again, super supportive from the point of view of uh, you'll go through the stages and they'll walk through with you, and if you're doing something, and they'll go, "Hey, try this or try that or what have you." Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, the everybody that was in the Black Badge course that I was in, they all attended this weekend, and every single one of them 
or I was able to get through the course of fire and did well. Nobody DQ'd and we're all, it was the last person to actually shoot um, that day was somebody who was qualifying and we all let up, you know, huge yay and clapped and everything. So <laughs> That's awesome. great. See? Yeah, everybody was really super supportive of everybody. So it was fun. So, yeah. I'm going to go back, obviously. I've already said much. So Nice. Yeah. It was good. Another question, like, kind of related. Uh, did people used to cook fish in a kettle? Is that where the kettle of fish mm. came from? Good question. Good question. Okay. Sure. Different kettle of fish. <laughs> yeah, where did that come from? <laughs> Tell us more about this kettle. <laughs> Probably. I'm not old, right? Big old pot black. Called them. Back in the day. They, they, would the fit, fit, they would fill that kettle full of fish and cook it, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how you do it afterwards. Okay, but. when it gets to Mo, I'm going to look that up. All right. Okay. So, are, are, we, are you done making fun of me and how? No? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I prep for Cornwall. Uh, I didn't know I was going to be on tonight because I have so much stuff on my plate right now. So, I prep for Cornwall. I have two maple seeds that are coming up and Mo's going to be at one of them. So that's awesome. Mm. I could spend all day with him and being bossy. Just saying. Can't uh, wait. Can't yeah. wait. Use your um, extra angry voice. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm ready for it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, have my sh- shoulders shrugged the whole, t- like uh tensed up the whole time. <laughs> I have a lot of instructors that have signed up for it. So I don't even think I'm going to have to be super bossy, which is awesome. You'll We're delegate good. the bossiness. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this yeah. one, watch out for this one. Yeah. I want you to be on him all yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> so it's only supposed to be 24 degrees and sunny both days, which is awesome because right now it's Great. Like, right now we're under heat warnings for the past three days. So it's going to be nice. And we have extra canopies too. The uh, Cornwall is providing it. So just to let you know. Uh, I'm planning ladies days. They're coming out of the woodwork like you wouldn't believe. So I put some in the event section, but if you are interested in planning a ladies day with CCFR sponsorship, you can actually contact, contact us at uh, sniperradio at gmail.com, or you can send me an email at, at um, firearms rights, or you can message me. I got two messages today um, for it and we're in, we're planning several of them right now. So it's awesome. And congratulations to the Woodstock Pistol and Rifle Club as well as Claybird's Gun Club. I just wanted to say congratulations on the successful Ladies' Day events as well, bringing ladies into the shooting sports. It's really super important right now, especially because guess what? There's an election coming up. Or mm-hmm. in case you didn't Proposed, know, supposedly, yeah. yeah, it's super important. We need to keep our guns. So that's it for me. What about you, Mo? Uh, I went to another uh, IPSC match in Quebec. Uh, it was called the Mas- Masca in um, St. Dominic. It's my th- third time going there, and I actually enjoy going there. There's, uh, It's a good group of people. The, the stages are always fun, and it rained again, so it's most of my matches so far have been under rainy conditions, but that, that was fine. Um, I signed up for another match uh, this weekend, also in Quebec, and then a couple uh, Ontario matches the weekend after. There's going to be Grenville and Stittsville. And uh, I finished setting up my um, 
my rifle for the maple seed on on Sunday, of course. And uh, I watched the video from the hunting gear guy on how to properly set up my sling. So, so it's probably done wrong. Uh, no, I followed <laughs> your instructions. I got the cam. I got the cam here. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Looking good. And uh, yeah, I think I got it all set to go. And uh, I followed your advice about putting the uh, scope uh, as forward as possible. So it is because mm-hmm. I did. Um, I did some. Uh, I put my. I got my mat out of the box. I put it down in the in the living room, and uh, I was doing some rifle yoga just to try it out and stuff. And you're right, because in the prone position, it's it's a little bit trickier to, you know, to obviously too far back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I didn't. I did notice that. So I made that adjustment. So I'm I'm looking forward to it, obviously. And uh, ah, <laughs> and there. Um, and there it goes. It'll be fine. <laughs> I'm, it'll be, I'm it'll sure. be fine. It'll be I'm, fine. Um, yeah, and then I, I took it to the range as well, and I just did uh, some a little bit of practice with it. Um, and really, that's that's it for for my my week. Anyways, uh, we'll get into upcoming events. Upcoming events is sponsored by TLS Alpha. TLS Alpha is a Canadian digital agency that works exclusively in the firearms vertical. They help with business processes, strategic planning, websites, e-commerce, and battling the stigma the industry carries with banks, merchant processors, and social media. Learn more at tlsalpha.com. So we'll mention the upcoming Maple Seeds. Tickets available for Saskatchewan Landing on August 14th, Regina on August 15th, uh, Cornwall in Ontario on August fifteenth. That's the one we're gonna. I'm gonna be going to uh, bon- Bonneville, Alberta on August 29th. and you can sign up on MapleSeedRifleman.com. Mm. And then from Kevin S, we have the Thunder Bay Combat Club running an Ipsic match. So TBCC round two. Four stages plus one classifier. Bring 100 rounds to be safe. The match fee is $20. Register on practice score. Location. Hopefully I say this right. Noalu, Ontario, August 22nd. Sounds right. And then then we have the Chaz Sidon Day on August 28th. Uh, For both club members and non-members, we'll be on the 28th of August from uh, 9 to... 1400 hours this will be a supervised event and will be held on range two that's 100 meters assistance will be available and no day pass fee will be charged to non-members and it will be on a first come first served basis so if you need to sight in your rifle before hunting season go to that you don't have to get a membership you just Hmm. show up and they'll help you sight in your rifle okay but they want you to buy a membership yeah they do so yeah I think it's cool that they're doing it, though. So yeah, imagine, that's like, a good idea. Yeah. Are you going to say something, Kelly? No. No. Was <laughs> it kettle a... of fish related? No. Yes, <laughs> I was looking it up as you were speaking. By the way, are you are you ready to are you ready to there. speak of said fish now? Okay, so kettle of fish. What it means is there's a okay. What it means is. Uh, definition of kettlefish, a bad state of affairs, and that's something that t- to be considered or dealt with matter. Anyways, Did you see the, the like, it's been used, like the 1785, some guy was talking about, like, oh, if you're yeah. a gentleman, you'd go for a picnic and 
we'd have a little kettle of fish. You can go go near the river and catch some salmon and well they actually kettle. had a kettle. Fish. <laughs> so it'd be a good thing back then. Somewhere in the middle of there, that kettle of fish got a negative connotation with it. Yes. Maybe your picnics just weren't up to muster. You were just like catching random fish and throwing them in your kettle. Mm-hmm. No. Sh- shall I move on or do we want to flesh this out some more? <laughs> <laughs> no? Okay. No, it please move on. I'm just muddle or awkward state of affairs. <laughs> Laurel and Hardy did used it. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, Laurel and Hardy, though, they're they're pretty uh, current. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Hey, Adriel will put something in our our group discussion that we can put into the news. All right. Okay, I'll read. uh, We got a couple more events, big ones. Uh, Ladies, come join the Peterborough Fish and Game on September 11th at 12 p.m. for a ladies' range day. Learn the basics of shooting safely, try out some of the different farms, and have a ton of fun. The Canadian Coalition for Firearms Rights will be in attendance to answer questions and talk about their organization. All required equipment will be provided and lunch will be served. Please. RSVP to Christina Ward by messenger or text at 705 nope. seven nope. If they want, we'll send it to them. How's that? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> See, I like italics, that. italics in blue, and it says, don't read this aloud. We will. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 See, you didn't get the memo. <laughs> oh, I didn't get the memo. <laughs> well, yeah. Anyways, I'm not sorry. Paying. Yeah, we're not Sorry. putting your phone number on the podcast. She's going to have to change the front end of her number now. Sorry, Christina. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Thanks. Stay tuned. <laughs> stay but if tuned anybody's for- interested, we'll send it to you. Just email the show. Or message okay. me. <laughs> stay tuned for announcements from Kingston, Cambridge, and others. Yeah, we have a few and more. then we have a three gun in Peace River on August fourteenth. Mighty Peace three gun on Facebook for info. There's Nothing a couple in- spots available at Chaz too this weekend. A couple people dropped out, <laughs> so if you're like waiting and you couldn't get in before, there's some spots yep. available. Yep, still got my spot for sale. Was that in italics? Because I didn't see it. I'm sorry. No, it, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Um, in the news, uh, we have elect. Well, obviously, there's the talk of the election, mm. and um, so the stories are getting out there already, and the ads and and everything else uh, related to it. Um, you think they'll push any more like anti-gun legislation? You think they'll just like enact some C seventy one stuff? Oh, now you got to call in. Uh, no, if they dissolve, or, if they dissolve, yeah. they can't do it. Everything's off the yeah. table. Ah, but the yeah. stuff that they have put in has already passed like c71's it, already passed correct but they can't and they can't change hmm. yeah, if they could implement more of it they, they haven't they haven't implemented a bunch of it hmm. that's that's a good question because normally what will happen is anything that's been being talked about or anything that's being proposed it's garbage yeah. it's done do you think they'll put anything on their platform anything new no Right now they're running. So right now they're running so many ads. Right now about how they've actually uh, taken, uh, they banned assault rifles. Right. That's Maybe one they'll of, uh, the talk things. about the municipal ban. No, that's like, done. We're totally that's gonna gone. Do that. <laughs> I know. We said we would. We're totally going to do that. Yep. No. No. They did. Yeah. Nobody knows that it's done. Right. 
if it if they if they call the election, it's totally done. Hmm. We kind of knew that though. Yeah. Maybe they'll sell. I mean, maybe they'll say they're going to do it again. If okay, but for real so, this time. So, but if yeah. they for real this time, we swear. Yeah. <laughs> but if they get a majority, yeah. Oh, don't say that M word. Oh, well, that's why they're calling it right now, correct? Yeah, I know, I know. That's the, the obvious strategy behind it, right? So mm-hmm. well, they don't want it. They don't want a, a nuisance like op- opposition stopping them from ramming everything down our throats, right? So right. maybe, maybe like maybe one of the one of the opposition parties is is sitting on some more blackface picks. Because Trudeau said he couldn't remember how oh. many times he did it. Maybe they've got some more. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're so much the first time. Like, yeah, really. Teflon, Teflon Don. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is true. Yeah, I don't know what it would take to disgrace him enough for people not to vote for him, but it would be nice yeah. if there was something—a real smoking gun. Nope. <laughs> um, for the CCFR legal donations, I don't see anything here, but uh, if you'd like to donate them, you have a chance at winning for uh, some pretty have a cool neon sign. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we'll get into uh, new gun stuff, uh, new gun stuff sponsor, Bolt Action Coffee. Slam Fire Radio is now a brand ambassador for Bolt Action Coffee. The coffee is roasted in small batches and is quite honestly some of the best coffee you can get your hands on. Send it to your house by going to www.boltactioncoffee.com. Discount code SLAMFIRE. Let's, uh, yeah, let's look at some of that stuff. So I was talking about that uh, Seiko rebate or Seiko, whatever. Seiko's 10 bucks packing. back on every box of Seiko ammo. So buy the cheap stuff, lots of it, and your savings. <laughs> the percentage is very high there. That's my, that's my strategy. That's 25%. If you're talking 48 bucks, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. doing math mm-hmm. right now, it's hard. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. So there's that thing. Uh, Tactical Imports has got their restock of wow. SS211. So if you want a uh, a meme shotgun that is terrible to shoot, but looks mm-hmm. really sweet. and is That's like the, the one you shortest. had, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. That's the same one. They got their restock in. Uh, the used market was going crazy there for a bit. Now they got some more. If you want a crazy little shotgun, there's your chance. Hmm. Uh, Do you know what safety is on it? Just asking for a friend. safety. Yeah, it's at the back. It's a Tang safety slash um, barrel selector, which I don't know why you would need a barrel selector because they're both cylinder. Well, no, the new one has uh, one that has interchangeable chokes. So if mm. you do want one that maybe could be useful, there's that option. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Know where the safety is. Somebody Frontier Firearms has uh, five dozen Schmidt Rubin rifles. You guys ever shot like one of the old Schmidt Rubens? Nope. Oh. Yes, I have. They're no. sweet. They're so cool. I got like a, a, a some one sporterized, one non sporterized, and uh, you got to make ammo for them because they 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 take that same style of cartridges as the K31, but you have to put it at much lower pressure pressure because those older ones they use paper patched lead bullets, so like you can't you can't put like modern mm. like super hot ammo through it. But uh, super cool design, and like the K31 is very similar as well with the the straight pull and whatnot. So if you're uh, looking for some weird Swiss watch straight pull action, head on over to frontier firearms 
uh, Tenda got a whole pile of PPU in, and like PPU, like generally their their value price to like mid mid range for uh, ammo, uh, definitely cheap on the on the hunting side. A lot of soft soft point stuff that's fairly uh, reasonably priced. Uh, and they also have some weird cartridges. So if you're looking for something that maybe you need like Carcano ammo or 65 Sweet or 8 mil Mauser or 30 Carbine, they've got all that stuff. Yeah, and it's it's pretty reasonably priced. Like 8 mil Mauser, 150 bucks for 100 rounds, buck 50 mm-hmm. a round. That's pretty good for something as weird as like 8 mil Mauser, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're after 30 Carbine, they've got it for $35 a box. Full metal jacket or soft point. I don't know if you can hunt with a 30 ca- uh, carbine. I guess you could. Is it a good idea? Probably not, but you could. I guess it's there. Soft point. Maybe coyotes. I don't know. It's always Anyways, a good idea. Yeah, they got 30 carbine, 44 remeg. They got a bunch of 300 blackout, uh, as well as your standard like 243, 30 out 6, 308, 7 mm, that kind of thing. Uh, 762 by 39, uh, pointed soft point. 19 bucks a box, less than a mm. dollar per round for hunting ammo for your SKS. No, nice. pretty good. Pretty good. If you want to hunt with your SKS, not a great idea, but it's doable <laughs> within a hundred. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you're selling it, right? You're selling hunting with your SKS. You, I've done it. Oh, yeah. Within a hundred yards. If, if the deer's in a hundred yards and using soft point deer's going okay. down. Okay. Beyond that. E, they're not that accurate. No, they're not. Soli Outdoors has a whole bunch of ghost stuff and not like Ghostbusters, like proton packs or anything (laughs) like that. Ghost like magazine pouches and that kind of thing. These Ghost 360 magazine pouches, I'm half like considering buying some of these to like replace my uh, AliExpress magazine pouches. But my AliExpress magazine pouches haven't really done anything to like wrong me. So... Those, that's what I use. That's what I use. Those Ghost 360s. Ghost 360s. They, yeah. I like how close they are to your body. Like they're very mm-hmm. compact, and the fact that you can like change whether you go like bullets forward or bullets out. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that they have. They just have like a single leaf spring in there, right? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Is there any yeah. adjustment on that? Leaf spring. Mm-hmm. Stick your mag in there. It'll, it'll give yeah. you some force, right? It's got a leaf yeah. spring. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, super and, straightforward. And, and I use the I use the Thunder holster as well. The one uh Thunder Sweet. Yeah, I got a bunch uh-huh. of uh springs and whatnot as well there. So if you're looking for that kind of stuff, Soli Outdoors has it. Did you guys know that they're making new Mosinagants? No. New production. Mm. Brand spanking new production. West Rifle has two units in stock. They're eleven hundred bucks. But they're brand new. So brand new wood, brand new, like everything. Hmm. Interesting, hey? Yeah, it is. I find yeah. that interesting. Yeah. Like, what the heck do they do? They just like get all the old factory stuff and go find an old timer and be like, yo, teach these <laughs> young punks how to make some Mosins and we're going to make a <laughs> fortune at this. We're going to be rich, baby. <laughs> well, as soon as like, the surplus Mosins hit like four or 500 bucks, they're like, well, I wonder if people would pay $1,000 for a new production one. New barrel. New manufacturer, 2021. Sure, why not? What yeah, kind of guarantees yeah, I guess so. do they put behind that? Oh, <laughs> I'm not sure. Manufactured in Russia. I don't even know how this stuff came in here because I think we've got an embargo against Russia, but maybe another company brought them in. Maybe like a mm-hmm. Ukrainian company brought them maybe. in or something like that. Yeah. Anyways, those are cool. 
Uh, and then Black Box is uh, releasing their own base pad, the AL1 <laughs> base pad. I um, imagine that stands for aluminum. I would think. Possibly. Anyways, oh, and different locks. colors too. Very nice. Yeah. Clock mag, base pads, blue, black, red, plus zero. So it's not going to uh, run you afoul of the law. Mm-hmm. And it'll add a little bit of weight to it. So it'll come rocking it out of there. Mm-hmm. Very I cool. like the, yeah, the texture there. That's all I got this week. Okay. That's all so I we'll got to say, say about that. Please welcome to the show, Beta Russell, competitive IPSC shooter and match director for Eastern Ontario Shooting Club. Welcome, Beta. Hi, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, please tell us about yourself and how you came into the uh, shooting sports world. I started in Ipsic in 91. I was at the range watching my husband and a whole bunch of other shooters. He started in 88 and there were three women there and they said, Maida, you have to get into this sport. We need more women. And that's what got me started. And from there, uh, my first experience at a range was at the Stisville ranges where I was shooting on steel. And that was fun. That drew me in, uh, shooting at the little chickens and pigs and steel and watching them fall down and hearing it. That was that was really, really good. And from there, I kept shooting. Um, I'm right-handed. So I started off shooting right-handed, naturally. And I used to complain. Um, my wrist used to hurt a lot. And I really didn't want to go to the range and practice. So Steve is uh, an instructor, a master black badge instructor. So he was testing his students for the eye dominance. And I said, well, what about me? And he discovered, and I discovered that I'm left eye dominant. So since I hadn't become that proficient uh, with the firearm, he switched me. So since 96, I've been shooting left-handed. And that's when I competed in my first uh, Ipsa Canadian Nationals at Trenton. And just before uh, they have shootoffs at the end of the match, and I was practicing, practicing drawing because you know I got to get used to now doing working this left hand that's not used to being the strong hand. And I ended up in the shootoffs. I ended up beating the ladies' uh, champion of that year, uh, Donnie Spencer, and uh, came up against Carrie Lathwell, who's the only Canadian woman to have won a royal shoot, and that was in Bisley. And I came up against her. And as we were, you have three runs. So she won one run. I won one run. And as we're crossing uh, to change sides, I turned to her and I go to smile. And she looked away. And that just threw me right off like that. And so she won. I mean, it just threw me right off. And uh, so anyways, from there, uh, the ladies, they were mostly BC ladies, uh, Carrie Lathwell, Donnie Spencer, and there's another lady They needed a fourth woman to compete um, on the Canadian ladies team in Cebu. And that was in 99 in the Philippines. So I said, sure. And next thing you know, I started raising funds, went to family, friends. Uh, My club helped me and did a fundraiser. So next thing you know, I was flying down to Cebu uh, with the other ladies uh, to compete in a world shoot. And that's an awesome experience. Oh, I'll bet. Yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's where I could tell you lots of stories. Uh, people I've gotten to know, um, world class shooters. Um, 
the experience of traveling with firearms is crazy. The first yeah. thing I could tell anybody is be professional, uh, get your permits, uh, mm -hmm. take photocopies, keep them in your luggage, get yourself a little thin mini binder and put everything in there. So I had my Ontario permits, my Canadian permits, my Philippines permits, because we had to get that ahead of time, uh, match invitations, you know, everything, your passport, everything, carry it and just look as professional as you can. I put little tabs so that the border people could just easily go through and find what they're looking for. It just makes the experience a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And from there, I did a lot more matches and uh, another world shoot, which was South Africa. Uh, 2002. And uh, that's where uh, traveling, you're going through international airports. I got sick. Uh, I think we, I must've picked up a bug in Frankfurt. And by the time we landed, uh, I developed a cough. So I competed the first day and I'm competing with the top women in the world, the Americans, the South Africans, the Germans, the Philippines, the squads are usually you say 20 man squad, this is a 20 woman squad. And so you can well imagine you're doing seven stages a day over five days. You're starting at seven in the morning, you're finishing at seven at night, and you are waiting for 19 people ahead of you, maintaining your stamina. And as you were saying, Adriel, it's so hot out in BC right now, you're drinking a bottle of water every hour just to keep yourself hydrated. And, uh, and then maintain your game and, and be, uh, you know, at the top of your form. So it's, it's, it's tough, but it's fun. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Yeah. Um, my fellow hosts are very much involved in being match directors and setting up events. Uh, please share with the listeners how much it goes into these events. Cause I know there's a lot of work behind the scenes that people don't see. No. So the first thing you have to do is you have to approach your club and make sure that you can secure the range time. Sometimes you're competing with the other disciplines that also want range time, you know, IDPA, Cowboys, uh, Millsurf, you name it. And so you have to secure the range time. Once you do that, you have to post it. In my case, it's with Ipsic Ontario. If it's a level two match, they want 30 days notice. And once you do that, you need to make sure you have enough people to build a match and work the match. Um, unfortunately, sometimes that doesn't happen. You'll go to a match and you'll find that you end up being on a squad where you're self rowing. And honestly, with the number of people we have in Ontario, it shouldn't happen. But I do understand out west, like Adriel, um, and then out down east, and I think uh, Mo with you in Quebec, it's mandatory that you work. Yes. So as yeah, so as a match director, it's critical that you try and secure dedicated workers to build the match, and then dedicated workers to RO and score keep, and if possible, if you have a lot of um, uh, things like you know steel activators that need setting up or plates that have to go, maybe you can get the new people that have just taken the black badge, who we ask to put in at least. Uh, you know, one match as a, we call it a, a work as part of their qualifier, get them to help. So that is a big component of success of having a good match. And then after that, you have to design your stages. Your stages mm. need to take a lot of things into account. The rule book, the current rule book, they have to be safe. 
They have to conform to whatever your CFO in your province tells you that you must do to maintain safety. Uh, then you have to look for no shoot throughs. Um, when we, uh, Steve, my husband and I, we usually design the stages and put on the matches at our club. We try to make sure that we're not forcing the shooter to break 90. So we will sometimes set up uh, barrels and make sure that the barrel is set up in such a way that you are always, if at all possible, engaging the targets at a 45 degree angle. We don't want to force you to come into a spot where you are going to break, like if possible. But mm -hmm. sometimes it's not. And, and of course, in the black badge course, the, the uh, student is taught to watch for these things because that's number one. Safety is number one. So designing good stages. But then you need to design the stages. And that's what we look at, uh, Steve and I, is that we're looking to have a stage that challenges a C-class shooter. We don't want people to walk away from a stage and looking at 50% of the people have zeroed the stage. We're lucky in Eastern Ontario and uh, and Quebec, uh, you know, where where your your area, Mo, that we have grandmaster shooters. They're top, they're top in Canada, you know, top ten, top five, top three, or even national champions. And a couple of them are even top ten in the world when they go and do major matches, like uh, Alexander Burdat, who you recently interviewed. So mm -hmm. you don't want to gear the match to them because they are maybe. 1% or 2% of all your competitors. So you want to make it a challenge for everyone. And, and NIPSIC is three things, accuracy, speed, and power. So you try and take all those components into it. Um, so that's part of the stage design. That's part of making it fun for everybody. You want to have multiple ways of shooting a stage. Sometimes you will have a stage where there's only one way to do it. And that could be because of the range configuration. You have no choice. But... Ideally, IPSIC is freestyle, and that's what I love about this sport. It makes you think. It's like a chess game. Okay, I have 30 rounds. Where am I going to change my magazine? What order am I going to gain Jay's target? Am I going to go light to left? You know, am I going to go prone where I at the very end, or is it possible you know to do it earlier and and, and not kill my knees kind of thing? So, mm. there's the, that's the challenge part of IPSIC. So. That is something that's critical for a match director to think of these things to, to, and to look at the fact that I'm not building a stage for an Olympian. We're not all Olympians. I mean, I'm, I'm, I call myself a short shit, so <laughs> I hope, hope that word was okay to use, but uh, I'm not tall. So if you're going to set up a barricade that's over four foot high, I'm going to make chopsticks because that's because <laughs> that's what's going to happen when I come along. So we, we try to we try to make it for the tall people, the short people, the big people, the small people, the young people, the old people, and that's what I love about this sport. It's all inclusive. Well, I did a match racing with a Cooper Tunnel and I don't think it was made for someone that's not very flexible and that's me. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's a nasty devilish match director that throws and throws in double Cooper Tunnels and I think there's yeah. one coming up in one of our level 3s. <laughs> yeah. Lots of duck walking. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, not for me. No thanks. <laughs> So, yeah, there's there's a lot involved in putting on a match. I try to um, make it, you know, my workers. I, can, I, I can't I can't go and put up those barricades and steel and move everything. So I try to have incentives like uh, I'll go to I went to 
Earl Green, who's with a, a representative of Safari Land. I went to Frank Nardi, who you recently interviewed with the mm-hmm. Sierra FM. Uh, Ontario, you have Double Tap Sports. Um, I went to uh, some of our local suppliers, Testro. Maybe some of you have dealt with him. So I go to them and I say, look, I'm putting on a match. I want to have something for, for my workers, for my competitors. Are you willing to donate anything? And um, most of the time, it's it's pretty good because I will go and then tell people, go there. This person is supporting recreational shooting in Canada Go spend your money there. Not only that, it's easier to get parts and components from Canadian suppliers and vendors versus, as you guys may have encountered, how difficult it is to get stuff from the States. Sometimes we don't even, we can't even get it uh, or overseas. So um, I'm always encouraging buy, buy Canadian. Good. Good. Awesome. I have a question for you. So I shot my first match. A qualifier on the weekend. So um, there was three females there. So it was awesome to see other ladies shooting as well. What types of things are to? You said that when you went to when you went to the nationals and you went to the worlds, you saw um, limited numbers and then started growing numbers. So what types of things can we do? to help encourage women to get into IPSEC. I'm starting to see more and more women get into um, the sport itself, but what can we do to encourage that? Because I keep getting messages from men basically saying, how can I get my wife involved in all kinds of different things? So what are, what can you, what advice can you offer for getting women in? Because we've had Alexander on uh, Mm -hmm. and he's great for, He's an amazing shooter, obviously, but he mm-hmm. and he's great for representing uh, Ipsa Canada. But as a female, what can you what can you recommend for those uh, husbands, partners mm-hmm. that are are asking me, or in turn probably asking you on how we can get more women into it? There's quite quite a lot of things, and first of all sell the sport. So what I've done with people and how I started in the sport, as I said earlier, was three ladies looked at me and said, we, we're we only like not even 5% of the competitors as far as numbers. Mm-hmm. It's predominantly male in the sport. We need more women to get into the sport. So then once I got into it, I realized that, and, and of course, as I progressed with my abilities and skill sets, training with my husband, um, I've I've had uh, you know I've been fortunate that he he's had me train with world class shooters, Kate Clark Mishluck, uh, three days solo training at, at her ranch in Louisiana. We had yeah. Rob Latham come to our club at EOSC uh, yeah. several years ago, and 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 get get you know awesome training from him. So. What I say to women is don't, why should men have all the fun? That's the first statement I make all the time. Why should men have all the fun? Come on out, come to the match, come with your better half, your other half, and check it out. Bring your ear and eye protection. I will walk you through. I will explain it to you, or I will put you with someone that can talk to you and you know talk to you, answer your questions. So number one is educate, communicate, and, and show them. Next thing we do is uh, we bring women to the range. Like I'm really happy, Kelly Lynn, that yeah. CFR has taken this initiative. I've, I've worked with Tracy Lynn. Uh, she's wonderful at, you know, selling shooting sports uh, in mm-hmm. Canada. So I basically have been spreading the word. I think we need to have more of these events. 
Yeah. And once you have them for ladies, then let's bring in juniors and also guys bring in more, more guys. I mean, honestly, we can grow our numbers once we educate people on how fun this sport is, how challenging it is. Yeah, I also yeah. tell women, there's only one sport in the Olympics that I know of that men and women can compete equally in the same sport. Do any of you know which it is? Equestrian. There you go, Bo. Yeah. So that is the only sport. But guess what? Ipsic, men and women compete equally. Yes, we have our categories because it's like in martial arts. You've got the belt structure. You want to encourage people to improve and work their way yeah. up. Yeah. So we have the junior category, the lady category, the senior, the super senior. But guess what? I'm striving now at where I am after uh, the 30 years that I've been in Ipsic. I'm striving to be top 10 in Ontario. And in some of the matches, I can make that. In some of the others, it's not so good. So my goal is I'm I'm an A-class shooter right now. My goal is I would like to be a master class shooter. So set your goals. And then what I say to women and I say to men, this sport is going to help you gain confidence. You are you are under the gun, you are under a timer, you are under the pressure of performing. But guess what? You are only against yourself. You're only mm -hmm. dealing with yourself. It's a mental and a physical game. Put the two together. And what I found and what I tell women is this is going to help you become more assertive, become more confident, because you are now learning. You're doing multiple. You're multitasking. Not only are you thinking your way through a stage, but you're deciding, what am I going to do if I have a malfunction? So you, you it's, it's and these skill sets that we learn in our sport of IPSC are transferable. They go mm -hmm. into your work, they go into your family life, that just anywhere. It's it's so I tell people this sport is fun and that's why you want to get into it as far as I'm concerned, but it's also going to help you as a, as an individual, help you to improve, set your goals, go as high as you want or stay wherever you are and have fun, that's fine. Mm -hmm. So that's what I love about this sport. And that's what I try to communicate to women. And, and CCFR is helping by having ladies range days. I think all clubs should be doing it and should be making it a regular event. Okay. So I 100% agree. And uh, we're going to talk about some range days that are going to be happening in the event section. Uh, but one of the really, really cool things are about well, what you're talking about in the USC uh, Ladies' Day that's coming up is for the past few years, you uh, have, so the IPSC section has put on a little bit of a demonstration. You've had the ladies actually go and try it out. Uh, so on a static stage, ladies can go and try out an IPSC stage. And that's oh, cool. how we, that's yeah. really cool. So you can have a Ladies' Day, but have your IPSC um club members put on a stage in a demonstration they can show that it's actually dynamic and a lot of fun mm -hmm. other than because typically what we see is we see uh ladies days where it's uh stationary it's at a it's at a firing line and they're they're going to be firing off a table and it's awfully fun and we take pictures and everything and, mm -hmm. and we take home our targets but then to actually transition over to a separate bunker or a separate um a separate range where you have the demonstration and somebody like you Meta, who is a female you're actually showing that you are like it's exciting and it's fun and it's mm -hmm. oh my goodness look here's somebody that's a female that's doing it so 
uh, that's something that you can do too. And I highly encourage it because uh, it starts people talking, gets people interested in it as well. And you have really cool guns too, right? Exactly. <laughs> but, what, but what we do is the other thing is we tell, we tell all the guys bring in a female into the sport, be it, you know, your, your, your spouse, better half, uh, coworker, relative, whatever, bring them out, but also make sure that the firearm that you're having them try for the first time is not something that's like a 45. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I highly recommend a nine mil. I highly recommend me personally, because I have small hands, uh, a seat, the shadows are wonderful mm-hmm. because I, I can, I have a better grip on it. Uh, Ammunition. Try not to throw uh, something that's 115 grains uh, into the firearm because the re- the recoil is a lot more, uh, you know, harder on you. So if you at all possible, 124 grain, 147 grain, you know, that that kind of thing. So or just a 22. Have them mm-hmm. try out a 22 for the first time. That's how I started. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. it is, and like, as you're saying, um, Kelly Lynn, like, yes, you're going to start off stationary because, they need to go through, in our case, the Black Badge program yep. to make sure that they can safely, first of all, you have to have you know, basic safe gun handling skills, understand when your finger is in the trigger and when it's right out, uh, that sort of thing. But now you're moving. You're going forwards, backwards, laterals, you know, uh, down prone, on your knees, all, all kinds of movements. So we need to make sure that we reinforce that side of it, but it doesn't matter. You don't have to be... Uh, an Olympic champion and, and, and a speed runner to do this, mm-hmm. you, you know, you could be 75 years old, which we have, and yet you can still do the sport, but do it safely. Yeah. 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 And there are females out there and yeah, like yourself uh, or myself, or as you said, even Tracy or not even Tracy, but Tracy, all of us females were, um, we're, we're, so hoping to get more more women into shooting and we're going to be super supportive of you guys uh, or not guys ladies uh we're going to be super supportive of bringing you into the sport so if anybody is interested just ask us send us a message i'm sure that they can send you a message and uh, at uh uh in well actually mo do you or meta do you want to give people your information or do you want us sure, to provide it? If, if they want to contact me, so um, I don't have practice sessions per se for IPSC mm-hmm. at my club because range time's crazy. Yep. Uh, with COVID, you know, and everything, and they're limiting how many. But people can feel free to email me and ask me for information. Uh, when, when I go out and practice, Steve and I, we bring people with us. So. Yep. You know, um, that's one way of bringing in ladies or other guys uh, into the sport. So uh, EOSC at uh, Ips, no, (laughs) I just changed it. Hold on. (laughs) Sorry, I threw you off. That wasn't part of the uh, question. (laughs) No pressuring the guests, Kelly, please. Sorry, I promise. (laughs) Quick, what's your email address? I don't don't know if you're like me, but do you know your own phone number? Okay, you don't dial yourself, do you? EOSC IPSIC at bell.net. You'll get me. Okay, so, perfect. Yeah, feel, feel free to post that. And I'll be happy to, you know, help people out or point them in the right direction. Um, 
Cornwall has an Ips, a female Ipsic rep, uh, Cher. Uh, she's on yep. board there. But you know what, guys? I, 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 I basically, that's the reason why I like this sport. We, it doesn't matter if you're a guy or a woman or a junior or a senior. Just, just get into it. Everybody mm -hmm. get into it. It's awesome. It's fun. It's recreational shooting. And we want to show people that you can have fun with firearms and safely. So yep. um, I encourage everybody to get into it. No, even the age ranges, you can have an 18-year-old competing against a 70-year-old, yes. right? It's, yes. It's, so it's right so recently, there. just last year, we had a family of three, um, father, mother, and daughter, and they're out of the Grenville Club. She's mm. 14 years old. Mm. So Steve was teaching the Black Badge course. The father approached him and said, can my daughter take this course? He said, number one, can she handle freestyle? firing at, you know, uh, 10, 15 meters and, and hit the target safely. Next thing is, can she handle shooting the, uh, the firearm with strong hand and weak hand? Because there's times in our sport that you need one or the other. So if they can handle that, so she passed those two, those criteria. Next thing is attitude and maturity. And that is at any age. We want people yeah. to have good attitude and maturity because if not, um, you know what, go and find another instructor, go find another club because we, we don't need that in our sports. So those are the things we look for. Yeah. I'm super looking forward to seeing you on the 28th. I'm just going to say. 28th. <laughs> That's the latest oh, at yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I've got, uh, I've got a lot of, uh, so I have a lot of matches coming up. So yes, that's, that's the number one. And then there's a Stisville match. I'm yes. going to Quebec for the uh, Quebec provincials. Peterborough's running a match. It's a level yep. three. Um, Ontario's yep. going to run one in Waterloo. So yeah, my brain's all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, um, it, it's, there's yeah, a lot. We're getting into the we're getting into the big match season, I guess now, right? So yeah, I mean, since COVID with the stage three, thank God, you know, it's relaxed things and we can go out and have fun. So yeah, there's more matches. Yeah. Yay. Um, I was going to ask you about your your training schedule, like when you start preparing for like the big matches, like how much like live fire, dry fire, you, you do for for them. I'm guilty. Oh. I, Steve's <laughs> always after me to dry fire. I'm not very good at doing it, no. uh, but it's definitely a good idea. Um, I listen to Alexander and I'm thinking, oh my God, over a hundred days of dry firing 15 yeah. minutes every day. No wonder he's a grandmaster shooter. Uh, definitely. It is a good idea. I just have too much going on. Um, yeah, it, it takes up time. There's no, there's no doubt it, about it. It does. But in my mind, I dry fire. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm going to a match and I'm thinking, okay, this is what I want to do. Two A's, two A's, two A's. You know, grip, uh, grip, grip with this weekend, which I tend to not grip as uh, that hard and things like that. I sort of. Yeah. In my mind, I exercise regularly, but it's just in my yeah. mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, but as far as practice, um, I'm trying, you know, now that the weather's a little better, it's super hot and. I, I can't handle heat good. So we go out early in the morning. Uh, we just had a training session this morning and it was really good. 
uh, practicing different things. So when we go out, we might set up a short course of fire, but change it up because you don't want to do the same thing over and over and over again. So one time we might run going downrange to engage the five targets. The next time we'll go starting, uh, you know, uprange and go the other way or uh, do a mag change in between, you know, things like that. Just change it up so that now you're mimicking a match. And of course, everything's under the timer. Mm-hmm. So it's a, try to get in as much as I can. Mm, good. Yeah. Yeah. So other than that, um, I, I think you were asking me about my um, international matches and people I've met. Yeah. And, um, it's amazing the people you meet in this sport. Um, mm. Like I said, I got to take the course with Kate Cock Michluck uh, in Louisiana over a thousand rounds a day is what she put me through. And it's wow. the first time I ever experienced, I mean, I'm calling Steve long distance. I go, I, my hands are, I need band-aids, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I've never shot that much in my whole life. Um, but the nice thing about it is, and, and of course, Jerry and Kay took me right in. Um, he, he's the cook in the family. So he would make the meals in the evening and uh, they have a cabin. So I stayed off in the cabin in the evening and, came out in the morning and uh, joined Kay and she taught me for the day. Um, it's a really, really, um, really, really great, you know, family atmosphere that they have. Uh, Lena, that some of you may have heard of, who's yep. an amazing yep. shooter now. Well, I knew mm-hmm. her when she was like six, seven years old. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, that was amazing. Um, going to world shoots in Philippines and South Africa, Athena Lee, a world-class shooter, amazing lady. Uh, Lisa Munson, uh, Sheila Bray in the States is the first American woman to have retained master class. So these are women that I said, hey, they are doing really well. So now I have someone to look up to and work my way to try to get to their level. And uh, meeting people like uh, Frank Garcia, who runs the matches in Florida. Um, I, I rode on the buses with him whenever we went out in the morning in the Philippines. Uh, Brian Enos, he has a forum. So one time I got stranded at the range. Uh, I missed going back with my fellow teammates. And the two of them t- took me uh, on one of these Tata truck rides to go back to the hotel. So that was that was really amazing. Like the, the camaraderie that you have with people, the people that you get to know that you never would have met in your life before. But this sport opens that up to you. And uh, that's that's the really amazing thing about it. The people you meet, the places you get to see. Uh, Ipsa Canadian Nationals, they're in a different province every year. You know, unfortunately, it had to get canceled last year. It would have been in Ontario. But every year it's in a different province. So I can say to people, I've seen Canada. I've seen places. I've been to New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, Manitoba, Alberta, BC, Quebec, you know, and I'm going back to Quebec again. And the people, like I say, the people you meet, all walks of life, all types of occupations. Um, At major matches, if you have a toothache, there's always a dentist there. So, uh, you know, that's uh, that's amazing. So. It's, 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 yeah, I, I, and, and I'm, other than my hobby of the sport of Ipsic, um, I like to watch the home shows. Well, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him, but Chico Garcia is an electrician 
And he was on a, a series called Divine Design, and he's in Ontario. So, you know, you get to meet, in my mind, a, cele- a TV celebrity, right? So <laughs> um, way back, uh, Sharon Open, uh, north of Toronto, they were holding major matches. Uh, have you guys heard of Bruce Coburn? Yep. Yeah. Well, Steve got to help uh, walk him through and coach him on some stages way back when he was shooting uh, out in Sharon. So, uh, like I say, it's amazing the people you meet. You would never, in my opinion, you know, the sport has introduced me to a lot of friends and what I call the Ipsic family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. It's a great family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think more people hopefully should get into it. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking about when you said a thousand rounds, I doubt they'd be doing a thousand round course in the U.S. these days because... <laughs> That would be (laughs) billions of dollars in ammo. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no. Back then, like I I load my own. Um, I use a Dillon 550. And about 10 10 years ago or so, Steve Steve showed me, my husband. And basically, I have one of those IKEA lights. And because I'm loading open, uh, you know, I have double the powder charge that you would get for Mm -hmm. most 9 mil. So I have the light shining down just so I can see that there's powder before I turn it and put seat the bullet. So I can actually load about 100 rounds every 15 minutes when I have everything set up. Primer tubes, brass is already checked and ready and bullets are there. And yeah, it's it's and, and, and we have a friend that comes and uses our press to load. And uh, he loves, like, sometimes I hear him, he's laughing away. And I'm like, what, what's so funny? I come down, he's listening to you guys. <laughs> so, he loves coming on Thursdays. Because Do you know whose jokes he's laughing at, Mina? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> not, it's not Kelly Lynn. Kelly Lynn's always got good stuff. She's, she's, no, no, no. she's very serious, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being on. That was really informative and it's great. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me guys and keep it up because we need people like you to help promote the shooting sports in Canada. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. See you in a couple weeks. See ya. And thank you to our guests for coming on this evening. Uh, Now we'll get into listener feedback. Uh, Sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full-service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, parkerizing, and Cerakote finishes as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms accessories, optics, and more at www.dcgunsmith.ca. Follow Armory DC Gunsmith on Facebook and Instagram. And we don't have any emails nope um i think we've read one from some guy that i didn't send uh his stuff to him but it's right here it's going in the mail today Uh, (laughs) okay do we cover all the um messages and the pretty much pretty much it's a light one this week on listener feedback there's nothing yeah someone's saying they saw ian's review on the ss211 yes Okay. Um, if you'd like to email the show, send email to slamfire at gmail, a slamfire radio at gmail.com. Uh, Patreon supporters, 
Uh, Patreon supporters should have received patches in the mail. If you have not received your, yours in, the, in a month, send us an email at, and you can also um, join us on the Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash Slamfire Radio. I think I covered it all. And uh, mm -hmm. anybody have any shout outs for tonight? Um, sure. So I have a shout out and it's going out to Kelly Kincaid and Ari Carnell, who are the match directors for this past week. And they also were the people that put on the black badge course for us as well. So I wanted to say, well done. Thank you very much. It was awesome. I'm going to go and shoot pistols all the time now. And I'm going to have to figure out how I can clone myself so I can go do it a lot. And the other person I wanted to give a shout out to is Shannon Hogan, who went out and shot with us. She's she actually is on Bear Magnet TV. Just didn't know if you guys knew that, but yeah, she's awesome. She's going to shoot with us on Wednesday nights now because she's a member at the uh, Kingston Trap and Skeets Club, just like I am. So we're going to go shoot all the time. She did really, really well too. So and yeah, and the guys who shot with us it was awesome. Just want to say hi to everybody. Thank you, and all the ladies from the CCFR as well. The all the hard work they've been putting in for the last little while and um yeah and i will be coming out to see adriel next week yeah next week's so watch for an announcement about a meet and greet at the calgary shooting center by the way that's it uh cool. kyle you have anything uh yeah wanted to give a shout to james and leah for letting me get a ride up to for mac with them and then for Mike and Steve for letting me ride back with them. And then also the organizers of the Ipsic match in Fort Mac. They put on a great match. It was well organized. Kept us out of the rain. They delayed it on Sunday so that we could escape the rain and still get out of there at a very awesome time. So thank too you, nice guys. To you guys. Awesome. Way yeah. too nice. I just <laughs> saved you shot rain. in the rain. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay, why do people do that? They'll send a message and they'll or an email saying it's supposed to rain tomorrow. Do you want to delay it another day? No. <laughs> no, no, they Bring didn't send an out. email. We showed up and now we're delaying shooting by like half an hour. Oh, half an hour. That's nice. <laughs> I'm just saying that's nice. Mm -hmm. But Too nice. I've had people ask if we're actually delaying the whole entire match, and I'm going, no. Can we I shoot on Monday? Don't. No. <laughs> We can't shoot on Monday. <laughs> we're here today. That's the only time we're allowed to shoot. All right. I'll shut up now. Okay. Bye. <laughs> uh, anything Anything else, Kelly? No. <laughs> fish or non-fish related? No. <laughs> <laughs> there was a whole kettle of fish. I'm telling you. Well, you know, apparently those kettles are different. <laughs> yeah. It's a fish you kettle. A, you can put a whole not thing a tea in kettle. them. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, with a little bit of lemon, a little bit of honey. Delish. And water. Boil it like some savage. Jeez. <laughs> I would put white wine in it and poach it. Just saying. Okay. Adriel, any shout outs for you? Uh, no, uh, actually, I missed one of the uh, gun things that Kelly posted there because I didn't see it over there. But uh, Kelly mentioned that uh, Bullseye North announced on August 1st, uh, Winchester is announcing a price increase of 7 to 14% on all ammo. This includes shotgun, rimfire hunting, and centerfire ammo and all ammo components. Yep. Uh, this goes into effect August 4th. As part of their uh, commitment to exceptional customer service, Bullseye North is offering 10% off Winchester ammo sale on most calibers, 15% off Winchester 22 ammo. Uh, the sale allows 
shooting enthusiasts one last chance to buy ammo at the pre-August 1st price. So get on it. Yeah. And uh, my shout out is to the kettle and the fish because they were a big part of tonight's episode. Um, and uh, check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. Like us on mm-hmm. Facebook. We're up to 2,805. Give us a review on Facebook. Join the CCFR. Very, very important. And uh, we'll see you next week. Later. Later, guys. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.